Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Old Time Radio Forever. Your host, Matt Perry here. So a couple of months ago, I was playing around with a Spotify feature where you can have a Q&A session with listeners. And I was so excited to get feedback from you guys. And I was very happy to see about two weeks ago, some of these um, answers to my questions coming through. So I had a very basic question. What do you want to hear? on old time radio forever. So first comment gets their choice. I'm going to try to go through all of these and give all of our early commenters the show of their choosing. So I want to say a big thank you to listener Jeff and listener Jeff really wants the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show. So that's what we'll listen to tonight. Thanks again, Jeff. It's Phil Harris on old time radio forever. Good health to all from Rexall. Good evening. This is your Rexall Family Druggist taking a little time from behind the prescription counter this Sunday evening to speak for all 10,000 of us. The 10,000 independent druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store name. You can always tell us by the orange and blue Rexall sign in our windows. The sign means that we carry the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. They range all the way from aspirin to penicillin, and they're as fine and pure and dependable as science can make them. We independent druggists recommend them to our customers because we know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. Rexall Family Druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Ketley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. <laughs> the morning papers have arrived at the Harris home. Phil and Alice are reading them, and the children are looking over Phil's shoulder. Hmm. This is very interesting. All the serious problems of the world, and this is the first person who's come up with a sensible solution. Listen to this. She claims that if we Daddy, all... will you read us the Tracy? Phyllis, please. Let's have it quiet. Don't, Kyle. Here's a girl with a message to the world, and you want me to waste my time on Dick Tracy. Well, I'm glad to see you're reading something worthwhile for a change, Phil. What does this girl say? Thank you, Mother. <laughs> she says, no matter how black things may look, the inherent goodness of people will overcome the evils of the universe. Whereupon, Sandy looks up at her and says, Art! 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 <laughs> 
reading Orphan Annie again. So I'm reading Orphan Annie. Why not? I've been following that kid for years and years and years. And I admire anybody as little as that who can face the problems of life and beat them. Why does she always look so worried, Daddy? You'd be worried, too, if you were 35 and hadn't grown an inch. <laughs> the funnies and read something educational to the children. All right. Turn to the front page. Go on. All right. Go on. I'll read them the news. Now, let's see. My, my. What's the matter? This Indonesian situation in Java is simply deplorable. (laughs) What does that mean, Daddy? Go ahead, Phil. Go on. Explain it to the children. Tell them what Java and Indonesia mean. Well, I suppose you think I can't. Very simple, children. Java is another word for coffee. <laughs> Indonesia is a medical term meaning Indo, meaning indigestion, and Nisia, meaning a condition. In short, if you drink too much Java, you'll wind up with a stomach condition known as Indonesia. <laughs> He doesn't know he had libs. (laughs) Phil, look. Java is a country. It's one of those Indono... Oh. Indonesian republics. Like... Indonesian. (laughs) You do my part and I'll do yours. (laughs) We'll quit for one day. We might have some. You mean it's one of those Indonesian republics, uh, like what? Like Sumatra. Oh, what Sumatra? Oh, Sumatra, that I know. Sumatra is... Hold a... it, Herman. If you tell them Sumatra is a skinny singer, I'll scream. <laughs> oh, honey, why didn't you let me tell them? <laughs> Look, Phil, you, you'd better get back. Forget about the new section and go back to Orphan Annie. <laughs> In the nose here. I wouldn't mind if you had a nose, but that button you got. Okay. Well, there ain't much news here anyway. It's just a lot of... Hey, wait a minute. Here's something interesting. Benny Goodman and Guy Lombardo have been invited to play at President Truman's inaugural ball next Thursday. Hey, that's a good break for them guys. They got a couple of good bands there. Well, they invited Lombardo and Goodman because they... Well, they got... Well, they're... Yeah, why didn't they invite them? Phil, maybe the president doesn't like the way your musicians play. And what's wrong with the way my musicians play? Well, first of all, that... Sit down, Father. This is going to take a little time. (laughs) You see, in the first place... Never mind, never mind. There ain't nothing wrong with my band. My boys are good musicians, and they're a fine representative group. Yes. Yes, but what do they represent? <laughs> I don't think they'd fit in with the surroundings of the president's ball. They're the strangest-looking group I've ever seen. What are you talking about? They're a fine-looking bunch of men and terrific musicians. When I formed my band, I imported my boys from all over the world. I know, I know. Frank Buck brought back four of them. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That is the base canard. <laughs> Those guys would be right at home in Washington. I bet you wouldn't be able to tell them from the diplomats. Phil, this is going to be a formal affair, and your boys would have to dress. They'll be willing to dress. Do they have tails? A few of them have, but if they wear long... <laughs> To stop there. I wanted to stop. <laughs> Gee, Daddy, we'd be proud if you were to play for the president. Daddy, why don't you go to Washington anyway? Look, kids, Philly, Alice, they don't want me there. I'm trying to tell you they picked somebody else and I haven't got a chance. That's what they said about Mr. Truman. <laughs> well, this is different, Phyllis. You don't go someplace unless you're asked. A man who goes where he is not wanted is like, uh, uh, like, uh... Good morning, Philip. <laughs> See what I mean? Now, look, Willie, go away, will you? I'm in no mood for you. Well, what, what's wrong with you, Philip? You look dejected. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I got a right to be dejected. The president's having an inaugural ball, and he didn't ask me and my band to play there. And I just can't understand why the president would slough me off. Oh, Phil, I'm sure it wasn't intentional. He probably never heard of Phil Harris. Oh, Rosler. <laughs> Get with it, kid. Get back on the ball before it's too late, my love. Go back to Indonesia. <laughs> Everybody knows me. My picture's on the cover of Radio Mira magazine this month. And in color. Oh, Philip, how can you be so egotistical? You know, it's possible somebody in the United States hasn't heard of you. What United States are you talking about? <laughs> like apple pie and the hot dog, I am part of the American scene. Ain't I, Alice? Oh, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. All I can say is it's a fine way for the president to treat me after all I've done for him and his family. What did you ever do for Mr. Truman's family? Something I wouldn't do for anybody else. At Margaret's last concert, I gave her permission to sing my special arrangement of That's What I Like About the Sun. <laughs> With my inflection. Gee, that was generous of you, Phil. Well... I think it was, too. I'd like to know the real reason why he didn't invite me. There must be something in back of all of this. There must be some reason... Oh, I'll get it. I know why he didn't invite me, but it ain't fair. It ain't my fault I don't come from Missouri. And I'm hurt by his attitude. Hi, Curly. Oh, hello, Frankie. What's the matter with you? I haven't seen you look so unhappy since the day you had a short in your curling iron. <laughs> I am unhappy, and I got a right to feel that way. Why? President Truman hates me. <laughs> well, what are you down about? You should feel flattered. What do you mean, flattered? Well, up to now, you only had ordinary people like your musicians hating you. <laughs> Now you're a success. you got the head man doing it. Ah, keep quiet. What brought this on? What makes you think the president hates you? Well, because he's having his uh, inaugural ball this Thursday night, and he didn't ask my band to play there. So what? What do you mean, so what? So what? So what? Don't you realize it's the greatest opportunity of a musician's life? Just think, playing before the president and his wife and all of those dignitaries. 
Why, it's like playing before the king and queen, only bigger. Any musician would jump at the chance to play this affair. Wouldn't you, Frankie? How much does the job pay? <laughs> Remley, please, let's don't have a vulgar display of currency. Right, though. There's more important things than money. Mm -hmm. This could mean a lot to the band, Remley. It could make us the biggest orchestra in the country. I'd like to play at that president's ball more than anything else in the world. Gee, Curly, I didn't know you felt this strong about it. If it means that much to you, why don't you just go to Washington and play it? Now, wait a minute. You just don't go to Washington and play it. I can't do that. I wasn't even asked. They don't want me to play there. Nobody wants you to play on the radio either, but you do. <laughs> Curly, if you want something bad enough, you've got to take the bull by the horns and go after it. What do you mean? Call the president in Washington. Thank him for his invitation and tell him you'll be glad to play at his clamber. <laughs> what invitation? The one you're going to ask him to give you. Yeah. You mean you want me to ask him for an invitation? You expect me to be that forward and brazen? Remley, you know very well those aspects are at a complete divergence to my character. What does that mean? I don't know, but you call the president and I'll look it up. <laughs> now you're talking. I'll get long distance and put the call through. You've got to be aggressive if you want to... Hello, long distance? Get me President Truman in Washington. Reverse the charges. <laughs> Frank, you can't do that. You can't expect the president to pay for this call. Why not? He just asked Congress for $4 billion. He can afford it. Huh? Oh, all right, operator. Call me back as soon as you get the White House. Just tell the president Frank Remley wants to talk to him. <laughs> You'll know. Hey, hey Frankie. Huh? You know something I was just thinking? If, 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 this, if this thing should happen to work, yeah. it's going to be wonderful. The band will be a smash at that ball. The Great. president will love my music. Of course, it's possible that he might not like the type of music that I... Nah. <laughs> Why, he'll love it. Harry's a musician himself. <laughs> Hey, Curly, are you planning on singing at the inaugural ball, too? Well, of course I am. Why hold back? They're entitled to all of them. <laughs> well, when you get the president on the phone, if I were you, I wouldn't mention that you expect to sing, too. Why not? Why antagonize the man? <laughs> wonder what's taking so long to put that call through to Washington. Probably the red tape. Yeah. Look, Remley, I'm afraid I won't get to talk to that president personally. Hmm? You know, he's a busy man. Hmm. I know. His secretary won't let anybody talk to him unless it's about something very important. Then make it about something very important. Don't tell the secretary you're calling about an invitation. Let's see, what's important enough to get to the president? I, I got it. The atom bomb. Say you're a physicist and you're working with nuclear fission. Yeah, that ought to do it. I'll tell him that I'm a... You said something, Seymour? <laughs> Look, just say you're working on a new type of atom bomb and you want to talk... Hey, wait a minute. That must be the call now. I'll get it. All right. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, we're calling Washington. Yeah, good. Good. Put them on. 
Hello? Hello, this is the White House. Oh, hello, Margaret. I want to talk to your pop. <laughs> I am not Miss Truman, sir. Whom shall I say is calling? Bill Harris. Whom? Bill Harris, that's whom. <laughs> and just whom are you to be asking I? <laughs> Good for you, Curly. That's telling Herm. <laughs> I'm one of Mr. Truman's secretaries. Before I can put you through to the president, I'll have to know what you're calling about. All right, if you must know, I'm Professor Harris. I'm a world-famous... Uh, a world-famous... Uh, hold the wire, lady. Hey, Remy, what am I again? You're dabbling with the atom bomb. You're a physicist working with nuclear fission. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Hello? Uh, uh, as I was saying, lady, I'm Professor Harris, and I'm a physicist. <laughs> I beg your pardon? I said I'm a physicist. What? I'm a... Look, when you drop a seltzer tablet in a glass of water, what happens? It fizzes. That's what I am, a fizzer. <laughs> now, I'm working on a cheap atom bomb. <laughs> Surely you've heard of the Harris cut rate atom bomb. I'm sorry, Professor, but I'm afraid I never heard of you. You never heard of me? Have you never heard of nuclear fissing? Of course I have. Well, that's the guy I'm working with. <laughs> Good old Nook. Now, look, lady, I want to talk to the president, and I insist that you put me through to him. Well, um, uh, Mr. Harris, the uh, president can't talk to you right now. I, um, I tell you what, Mr. Harris, you stay where you are, and uh, we'll call you back. Okay, but make it snappy. I ain't got all day, lady. Goodbye. Hey, Remley. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the president's going to call me back in a few minutes. Oh, boy, I can't wait Excuse till... me, Phil. I want to use the phone to call Mother. Don't and... touch that phone, Alice. Why not? I'm expecting a call from President Truman. Oh, that's different. I... <laughs> Who? Whom? <laughs> the predicate always comes after the subjunctive. Whom are you expecting a call from? President Truman. I called him to find out why the flower of the South hasn't been invited to play at his ball. The president must have something against me. Oh, now, look, don't be silly, Phil. The president has nothing against you. Then he must have been influenced by some of them Yankee congressmen. And if I find out that's true, I'll take it up with the Senate. I'll go higher. I'll take it to the Supreme Court. Let's go even higher. Let's take it to Drew Pearson. <laughs> president alone. He has enough to worry about. Oh. Oh, so you're sticking up for him instead of me, huh? Look, young lady, you know you're married to me, not him. Oh, I know, but... I'm just wild about Harry, and Harry's wild about me. The heavenly blisses of his kisses fill me with ecstasy. Oh, you just like chocolate and just like honey from the bee. Oh, I'm just wild about Harry, and he's just wild about cannot be without. He's just wild about me. Made in California, all the people made a note to do a lot of thinking before they go and vote. They thought the one they wanted was the one they couldn't get. But a miracle has happened. You know they're talking about it yet? 
But there was one who did not have a doubt how the election would come out. Harry knew where he would be till 1953. He even built a balcony and tuned his piano knowingly. Ropers and others in the know were trading chicken dinners for some fricassee of crow. Oh, where's the wild about Harry? Missouri's favorite song. It's only human, fed on human. He always gets things done. Here's a head on the rider with Harry carrying the ball. Forget about going to Washington. You haven't been invited, and that's that. I'm going upstairs. I'll see you later. Hey, Curly? Yeah. You're not going to listen to her and forget about this, are you? <laughs> We're going through with this, ain't we? Irrefutably. <laughs> when the president calls, I'll straighten him out on this, and I'll guarantee that we'll get invited. Yeah. Wish that call had come through, hey, boy. Come oh. oh. <laughs> Hey, put them in the kitchen, Julius, and don't bother me. I'm expecting an important call from the president. Okay, I'll just put... <laughs> the president of what? <laughs> the president of the United States. I'm going to offer him the chance to have Bill Harris's band play at his inaugural ball. You Republican, you... <laughs> now, what makes you think I'm a Republican? <laughs> Never mind, kid. We'll be a big hit in Washington. Oh, don't tell me you're going, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, too. We're both going to the Capitol. What are these guys trying to do to our country? <laughs> if this ever gets to the papers, we can get kicked out of the United Nations. Now, look, will you beat it, kid? Run along. I don't want to be disturbed when this call comes in. Now, scram. Get lost. Get out of here. Drop the basket and get out of here. What those guys say is true. Our country is threatened with a catastrophe. I know the president won't call him, but I'd better hang around just in case he does. I'll go upstairs and get on the extension phone. There must be some way I can louse up old turnip greens. I'll just sneak upstairs and get on the phone and... We got Julius out of here before that call comes in. Yeah. To think we muffed our chance to drown that kid last week. We could have gotten rid of him. And it's all your fault if you'd have just... Not my fault. I tried to hold him under. He's too slippery. He <laughs> kept swimming away from me. All right, all right. Next time we get him in a spot, don't muff it. That's all I ask. <laughs> I wish that call would hurry up and come in. It's been a long time since I put that through. What's Be the... patient. Those things take a little time. 
Now, what's Curly? When the president does call, tell him that you wanted to... Oh, hey, that must be him now. Give me the phone. Give me the quick. Hello? Yes. Uh-huh, yeah, I call Washington. Good, good. Put him on. Hello? Hello, is this you, Mr. President? Yeah, what's on your mind? They must have moved the White House to Brooklyn. Calls coming through. Get off of there. Hello? 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 Are you the gentleman who's calling Mr. Truman? That's right, sir. Is this the president? No. This is your FBI. <laughs> the FBI? Now, wait a minute, mister. I'm not a comrade. I just called the president. All I want to do is talk to him about something personal. Now, we know. What was that you told Mr. Truman's secretary about an atom bomb? Now, all I said Don't was... Don't talk. I'm in the capital of Zinsky. <laughs> now, Julius, will you cut that out? Mister, you got to listen. Give me a chance to explain, Ski. Explain. <laughs> Go ahead and explain. Yes, yeah, tell him all about your subversive activity. Quiet, Julius. Now, look, mister, there ain't nothing subversive about me. I'm Phil Harris, the orchestra leader. Didn't you ever hear my band play? No, I didn't. I didn't. If that ain't subversive, nothing. <laughs> Julius, will you please get off of that extension? Now, get a... Mister, you've got authority. Tell that kid to get off the phone. Get off the phone, son. Try and make me cut back. Mr. Harris. It's all very peculiar. I'm afraid we'll have to investigate you. Well, what for? I ain't done nothing wrong. All I want to do is to play at the inaugural ball. I see. How long have you been in this country, Harris? <laughs> all my life. I was born here. Then how can you turn against it? Oh, <laughs> I'm not turning against it. Can't you see? I love my country. It's the greatest country in the world. I pledge allegiance to my flag and to the republic for which it stands. I, I, Don't leave your house until our local men get there. Goodbye. Mate, hey, wait a minute, mister. I'm innocent. I just want to play the inaugural ball. I'm not a young... Yo- oh, now he's hung up, Frankie. I'm in trouble. They're going to investigate me. They'll arrest me. They'll put... They'll... Well, don't just stand there looking at me, Remley. Say something. Don't talk to me, you communist. <laughs> Uh, you know I'm not. I'm loyal. I got an American flag tattooed on my chest. Come back. <laughs> Hold it. Stop it, Walter. Just a second. Hey, folks, you got to hear this. My producer just handed me this message, just phoned in by Western Union. Just heard your program, and on behalf of the inaugural committee for the inauguration of Harry S. Truman and Alvin C. Berkeley, we invite you and Mrs. Harris to appear at the gala inaugural concert and to be our personal guest at the President's inaugural ball in Washington this coming Wednesday and Thursday. Please confirm acceptance. Signed, Carter Barron, cha- uh, Chairman of Parade and Special Events Committee, and James Sauter, Chairman of Talent and Productions Committee. Hey. Ain't that wonderful? Hey, Mr. President, isn't that wonderful? We'll leave as soon as we can. We'll take that super chief tonight and thanks. Go ahead. 
Phil. Thanks a lot, Phil. Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. Meanwhile, let's do a little eavesdropping on a certain street corner. Mary, let's step into this drugstore and get out of the cold until the bus comes. Okay. Uh, Say, Helen, this is a Rexall drugstore. How can you tell? By that orange and blue Rexall sign on the door. These are the only stores where you can buy Rexall drug products. So what? What's so wonderful about them? Pardon me, lady. Perhaps I can answer that question. Well, look, I didn't mean no, to... No, please, don't be embarrassed. We Rexall druggists like to explain why we recommend Rexall drug products. And this cold spell we're having reminds me of a good example. Do you know that Rexall drug products are tested to fit various climates? What do you mean? Rexall scientists create artificial weather that matches the various climates where Rexall drug products are sold. Then, for anywhere from a few months to a year, both the products and their packages are tested to see if they're affected in any way. Now, that's just one example, of course, but we independent Rexall druggists know that all of the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company are subjected to the same kind of careful, exacting tests. And that's why we tell you you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. This is Phil Harris again, and I want you to know that we're really excited about that wonderful invitation to the President's inaugural ball. It's going to be one of the biggest honors that has ever been bestowed on Alice and myself, and I can't begin to tell you how thrilled I am, because it's a great honor, and you can bet your life that we're going. We're going to take the whole show, too. I'm going to have a talk to him after, and we're going to take the whole show because this really is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. That means that we'll be broadcasting from back east next week, so listen in, and I'm going to give you all the lowdown on that Washington scene. <laughs> I'll find out how it cooks back there. Thanks, everybody, for inviting us. Thanks, Mr. President, Mr. Barron, and Mr. Sauter, and we'll be seeing you all on Wednesday night, the 19th, and then again for the ball on the 20th. Good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> The program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips, included in the cast with Frank Lovejoy. This is Bill Foreman, wishing good health to all from Rexall. This is Andy. Just, uh, just a minute, young man. A couple of years ago, someone prolonged a few seconds of my time. That time has just been returned to me in a plain envelope. So I'll use it to say that the Fred Allen Show will be on in less than a minute over NBC, the national broadcasting company. The national broadcasting company.